told him that I was dating Ryan, my boyfriend. And when I when he found out, he called me up and he was like, Kavitha, you're out of the will. And then I was like, okay, I'll just send you back to a nursing home. And he's like, you're back in the will. <laughs> because Indian parents are terrified of nursing homes. It's basically like the upside down um, equivalent in Stranger Things. So like in ascending order, the things that terrify us are like poverty, terrorism, and playing bingo with nostalgic light bulbs. Pretty bad. Um, I hate this store. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Urban Outfitters. Um, it's basically where they sell rags, but then market it as a vibe. And if you go to Urban Outfitters, they basically have one, all of their clothes are made for like one body type, which is just like petite chihuahua. Um, and it's rough. And you can never have an ass. I don't, I mean, I have scoliosis, but you know, it still doesn't work with dresses. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I uh, I date. I went on this. I, I I dated this guy, and then he rejected me through text. Three months later, so we went on this date, and then you know radio silence. And then three months later, he was like, "I just wanted to clarify that I'm not interested." Um, if you're ever wondering how long to reject someone, uh, three months is not it. You know, like. Three months is, is like the, the parking ticket that you were too lazy to pay off, and now you just feel like you have to get it over with. You know, Three months is, I'm going to keep you on tab if all these other women don't work out. Like Three months is, I entered a relationship with this new woman, and she rejected me, and so I need this win, and I'm going to reject you. No update needed. I'm really bad at expectation setting, too. So he rejected me after I invited him over and into my bedroom because we were in a living, we were in, I was living in an Airbnb at the time. And there was so much foot traffic, I invited him into my bedroom and he unzipped his pants and he was like, what are we going to do next? And I was like, well, there's, there's this video on YouTube of an iguana being chased by snakes. And it's narrated by Snoop Dogg. It's called Pleasant Earth. And then, then he was like, oh, according to my, you know, my, I'm just not feeling it. I'm glad that we can level set expectations. It's like, where was that when you unzipped your pants in my bedroom? Men are so sus. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> my, so my, my ex-boyfriend, um, I'm always talking about men. I'm, I'm, I'm not always talking about men. Um, my... Uh, the one of the guys that I dated in high school, uh, he he told me that I had no idea that he liked me. Okay, he liked me, but I had no idea. And it was because we would walk to homeroom together, but he would always turn right to go to his locker. Bef so we never walked to homeroom fully together. Like we'd walk halfway and then he'd disappear. And it turns out because we started dating afterwards, he did it because he didn't want to make it seem like I was too like I, like he was too desperate, which feels like so much effort for a young dude, right? Like they have to deal with so much because. I was talking to him just like blah, 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 enjoying conversation. And instead, he was just like, oh, this is great conversation. This is great. Turn right. Turn right or she'll never love you again. Turn right or you'll lose her forever. You know, like, it's, it's a lot. Okay. Kavita <laughs> Singh, everybody. 
always remember that if you don't touch something now, you only have to touch it later. You know? <laughs> Your next comedian coming to the stage, Spencer Devine, please give it up. Uh, I'd like to thank Jesus. <laughs> no, no I, I was never religious growing up. Um, I'm agnostic because, you know, I, I'm not religious, but I'm too lazy <laughs> to make up my mind. Be like, hell, what's your religion? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? You guys know call and response? Yeah, you know of it? Cool, next joke. No, when I say guess, you say what? Guess! You guys, if anyone ever does call and response at a concert and you do that, they will kick you out. When I said call and response, I meant like call and response! You know that? Not calling, oh, I'm gonna kill myself. So we're gonna go, when I say guess, you say what? Guess! Guess! When I say chicken, you say butt! Chicken! Chicken! Chicken, 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 chicken! Thank you, thank you. I knew you guys knew how call and response worked. So my friend Steve had a heart attack. And then a week went by, and he had a second heart attack. And then he told me that he had a heart attack. And he, a week later, he goes to the doctor. He's like, oh, yeah, when I went to the doctor, when I was having a heart attack, oh, it was so high, I had to walk up the hill. I could barely make it just one step at a time. And then when I had my second heart attack, you know, it was even harder. You know, it was one step, barely made it to the hospital. But when I went this week, it was a lot easier. And I'm like, oh, you mean when you weren't having a heart attack? <laughs> I don't think anyone's like, oh, man, I, well, this is a really hard job. I wish I was having a heart attack right now to really smooth things over. Oh, we have to break into the bank, but there's a grid of lasers. How are we going to do it? The, the, the patterns are changing randomly. I know what to do. No, heart attacks are always bad. Why don't we have kidney attacks and brain attacks? You know? No, it's just a legitimate question. It's not a setup. Not everything's a joke. This is real life. No, the call and response ended five jokes ago, Jared. <laughs> Fuck. So my friend, you ever had a friend who they're trying to describe a movie, but they don't know what the movie is called, so they're trying to... So my friend was like, oh, have you ever seen... Have you ever seen Taken? Already knew the name of the movie. Good start. And she's like, well, you see, Liam Neeson has a particular set of skills, and then uh, his wife and his daughter are, um, 
they're, uh, well, you, okay, so the terrorists break in, right, and then abducted no <laughs> have you ever seen that movie where there's just a giant shark and they're like we're gonna need a bigger boat because the shark's biting the boat with its <sighs> oh mandibles thank you jaws you guys get it shut up thank you Spencer Devon, everybody, giving us up a lesson on uh, calling and response. Your next comedian is new to the room, and I can't get New to the room, please give it up for Max Spark. I'm not new to the room. I've been here four times, but it's cool. You're all good. You're all good. Should have saved me last. Not everyone would have to feel the sweatiness of this microphone, but it's okay. Okay. How was everyone's 4th of July? How was it? Good? Good? How was your... That's all you can give me? Don't blame me. I don't blame you. All right. Um, segway, segway, segway. Um... Do any of you guys have any friends that are way too excited? Oh, no. All right, dude. Do you, have any, you guys have any friends that are way too excited about literally everything? You know, they're like the definition of positive vibes. They hang out on Hay Street a lot. But like you, you, I could be like, yo, bro, let me go take a shit real quick. <laughs> Fucking sick, dude. <laughs> I love shits. Just feel so free after, you know? And, um, another thing about these guys is that the, um, uh, uh, uh. gotta think. I got really close. Another thing about these guys is they can't, they won't say no to. Oh, I got it, I got it. When something negative happens, um, they're just a little too positive. Like, um, I need, uh, I need to tell you, pretty hard. Oh yeah, bro. I got you. Yeah, you're my bro. I got you, man. I got you. I got you. You can tell. You can tell me anything. Yeah, it's just um, it's pretty hard. It, um, my my dog died. No, bro. Are you are you serious? It's like, it's like, I I I get I I guess you, man. It's like that that's a really difficult thing to deal with, bro. And like, fam, like I I got I guess you. It's like at, at third grade, my 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 pet fish Timothy passed away. At th in third grade, my my pet fish Timothy passed away, bro, and hit me here, bro. That shit hit me here, so I get you, man. Wow. Hearing our shared experience, it really did not make me feel any fucking better. Wow, thank you. Another thing about these guys is they will not say no. You could ask them to do anything and they'd be down. Yo, bro, you trying to get some food? Yes. Hey, you trying to hop on that roller coaster? I might shit my pants, but yes! You trying to stage a coup and become the new rulers of the free world? Dude, fuck yes! To be honest with you guys, I'm not that bright. I don't know if I was dropped as a baby or my mom was hotboxing the womb, but I'm just... 
things don't come supernaturally. For example, vacuum something. She gets it perfect every time, doesn't she? Backing off something so simplistic, it's not a one-two process for me. It was more up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, flex, start process for me. Okay, I didn't get it. The, fir the first time I tried jacking off, kind of just lap my dick and balls back and forth like one of those hand clapping toys. Just <laughs> why isn't it working? <laughs> Why does the good feeling happen? So I, I did that for about a month until I was like, okay, this isn't working. And my balls turned purple, but that's not relevant. But I think it was about a month later. Um, I, I figured it out through the help of friends. Oh, that's not But through the help of friends, I figured it out. And I, after I, I healed up from my injury, I was right back at my sport. Thank you. Max Mark, everybody. Your next comedian coming to the stage is Denise Lee. Everybody give it up. Yeah, this is pretty damp. Hi. <laughs> uh, so, so my family's Buddhist, so my mom basically hates this shirt. She was like, showing all that skin makes you a bad Buddhist. And I was like... But Buddha's always naked. Is Buddha also a bad Buddhist? I've seen him wearing a robe. He usually still has a nip slip. My mom didn't like that joke when I told her. She was like, I don't think you understand. If you dress like that, people are going to think you're stupid. And at first, I thought this was kind of mean. But then I thought about it. And I was like, if people think I'm stupid... That mean people no longer have expectations. Strangers will stop asking me for help on the street. Like if strangers ask me for directions now, I'm just like, I don't know the alphabet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I I think my mom uses Buddha as a proxy to just express her disapproval. Like when I was younger, she would state say stuff like, oh. Uh, Buddha doesn't like it when you don't take out the trash. It's bad karma. So then I started saying stuff like, Buddha doesn't like it when you don't let me go out and party. That's bad karma. That's a lie. I would never say that to my mom because I was never invited to parties. Like in high school, I just didn't have a fun look, you know? I wasn't ugly or anything. But I just looked like one of those girls that you might find on the cover of a McGraw-Hill geometry textbook, okay? So, so I didn't party much, and so as an adult now, I don't really know the tactical execution of partying, but it probably doesn't involve saying tactical execution. <laughs> I don't know how to make conversations with people. Like, I was invited to one party earlier this year, started talking to this guy, he was very hot. So that made me panic. Uh, so I just pointed to the sky, and I was like, whoa, what a beautiful night. There's a full moon. Isn't the moon so round? And then he looked into the sky, and he was like, whoa, that moon is a light pole. And then I had to excuse myself to go jump off a bridge. Uh, I'm trying to eat healthier because I was told it would fix all my problems. 
told my friend, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much broccoli, but my stomach still hurts all the time. And she was like, maybe because you just ate ice cream and it's 9 a.m. I'm just lazy. I just don't like how long it takes to make food. Like, I didn't know it takes so long to cut up produce. Okay, like cutting fruit is the worst. Pineapples, pomegranates, I don't have the patience for it. Like when I'm at a grocery store and I see a dude buying pomegranates, I'm like, he's a good listener. Uh, I grew up in a very Christian town. I had a classmate who found out I was Buddhist, and he was like, you're going to go to hell for not being a good Christian. And I don't know what kind of Christian, like what kind of denomination he was. I just know he was very annoying. This guy, this guy was like, are you planning to have sex before marriage? And I was like, hopefully. He was like, well, that's a sin. I don't want to go to hell like you, so I'm saving myself for marriage, which was a very weird thing to say because he was quite ugly. I was like, who are you saving yourself for? I was like, is God saying no to sex or is just everyone saying no to you? Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everybody. Coming to the stage now is your next comedian, Kelly Evans. Give it up for Lauren Crouch. She's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to keep that here. Um, I am from Texas. Anyone else scared of science? Cool. Just me. Um, yeah, we are stuck in the past. Texans are like pilgrims. We're like, Susie can read. She's a witch. Burn her. You know, like that is the average Texan on the science scale. Um, I went home for Thanksgiving and I was just hanging out at the uh, Home Depot. And um, yeah, yep, uh, just in the garden center. And uh, I struck up a conversation with this random guy and uh, I let it slip, I got vaccinated. Yeah, and his response was, shouldn't have done that, man. Makes you gay. Like, <laughs> what? So I fucked him. Yeah. Right on the succulents. Suck that, Bob. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he was vaccinated because he enjoyed it a lot. He was into it. Um, yeah. Weird times we're living in. Uh, I am. Uh, uh, I, I'm 40. I'm about four. I'm like 39. So I'm just 40. Let's just say 40. And uh, so I, I've been dating mostly women who are younger. Like I was dating someone who was like 29 and she wanted to have sex standing up. And I was like, uh, you want to have sex standing up? You mean you want to have sex with me standing up and you hanging on like a sloth from a banana tree? You know, like that's not, I'm doing all the work here. All right. When did we start integrating weightlifting into the sex life? I'm not into that. I don't want to have to pause for a fucking power bar as we have sex because my electrolytes are depleted. You know, like, that's not what I'm really looking for in a sexual experience. I'm more of a lay-on-my-side kind of guy, you know? I'm really good at that. That's my solid, that's a solid move, all right? And people who talk shit about it, they're in the wrong. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, seriously. And also, first of all, no, you got about two minutes before there is no sex, because, I, yeah, I got enough blood for two legs or one dick. You choose. All right? Sex or squats. You get that. That's all right. We can do, we can make love or CrossFit. Just fucking make a choice. 
I can't do both. I'm not like an athletic guy, you know, the kind of guy where they ask, what do you bench? And he's like, Tiffany. You know, like that's not, <laughs> not me, man. That's not me. Um, I have a friend, uh, I have a friend who got married and, um, and I've been asking him like, so what's the, you guys plan on having kids? Which I know is a rude question. You shouldn't ask that. And, uh, but his response I thought was dumb. Cause he was like, you know what, man, I'm just, I can't bring a child into this world. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, because this is the worst possible world we've had. I was like, you want to bring a child into the potato famine? Like, that was a way better time. That would have been horrible because you would have been Irish, you know? Dumb people, mostly. No, I just, bad genes. Anyway, just, no, it's all right. I can say that. I can say that because I'm Spanish. So, uh, you know, lesser species. <laughs> yeah. They don't say that about any, you don't say that about anybody else except for unborn children. You're not like, Grandpa's too sweet. You gotta go, Grandpa. All right, I'm doing this for you. The world's too bad and you're just too good. You know, like nobody's, I pulled a muscle doing that. All right. <laughs> that's, that's sad. Holy shit, I should have done abs before this. Um, anyway, uh, I just, you know, say what you mean, which is, I want to drink wine coolers and do coke on the beach, you know? Like, I don't know, a kid gets in the way of that. And you know what? It doesn't. Just ask my mom. She'll tell you. Anyway, that's my time. I'm going to the bathroom. Kelly Evans doing wine and sex on the beach. Your next comedian coming to the stage. Devontre Coleman, please. Good up. What's up with y'all? I always like giving Lauren fist bumps. I assume all old white people, all white women are racist, and she's not, so it's real cool. You have a British accent, don't you? I knew it was something not from here. Do you have an accent, too? Yeah. I thought y'all were spies because you said you don't fuck with America. Oh, yeah. I just came out as asexual. It was news to me, too. One of the homies asked why I don't flirt with random women at bars. And my brain said it's easier to come out as asexual than as a shy adult. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's because my mother raised me wrong, though. Um, she didn't give me, somebody said, oh, I thought somebody said, yep. I was like, damn. She didn't give me, like, the unnecessary confidence of a normal straight man. Like, most of my friends are straight, and they be saying some stupid shit. I have a friend, he says that if he played a game of one-on-one -on -one against LeBron James, he could score at least 10 points. LeBron James. The nigga with the rings. My friend is five foot nine and he sells insurance. I don't think he could run a mile in under 14 minutes. But he thinks he can score 10 points on the greatest athlete to ever play the game of basketball. I wish I had that unnecessary confidence though. Cause like, especially straight white men, they be thinking they can do anything. I was in the airport the other day and this flight to Dallas got canceled. Random, Cause the random white dude just stood up. The pilot quit. So a random white dude stood up and said, fuck it, I'll fly the plane. <laughs> what? I don't know if I've ever tried to fly a plane, but I imagine it's not like riding a bicycle. Because if you crash your bicycle, it's very unlikely you'll kill 97 other people. 
I uh, I'm the odd man out of my straight friend group too. Like one of my friends came out as gay recently, and everybody else did like the fucked up response. They were like, "Oh man, I'm cool with you being gay. Just don't bring that gay shit around me." But I kind of got hype about it. I was excited because like now I send him pictures of my fits every day. Cause I want to know what the hoes think about it. I, uh, I've been going on dates recently. I, uh, I recently went on my first picnic. I found out there's a thing called a picnic blanket. Um, she told me because I brought my comforter, <laughs> but I saved it. I saved it. Cause I was like, Oh no, I gave all my blankets to this homeless man outside of my house. So she thought I was compassionate. But I fucked it up because when I got home, I threw that blanket right back on my bed. I, uh, and that was like the best date I've had so far. All my other dates, I get disrespected. I went on one date with this lady. We went to the restaurant. She was complaining the whole time. So I told the waiter, I was like, yeah, go ahead and split the check. She looked at me and she was like, you're such a fucking bum. But the whole date, she was complaining about how she just got laid off. I was like, no, we're fucking bums. I uh, also, I recently, I brought this lady to my um, house because I wanted to impress her with, like, my cooking. So uh, I thought it was going well. Like, I made food. She put on, I put it on the plate. She took a picture of it. I found out it didn't go so great because she posted the plate on, the in, on her Instagram story with the caption, I'm tired of fucking with these childish-ass niggas. But, like, she could have communicated with me. Like, if she didn't want the chicken nugget kid cuisine, she could have told me. I had other options. I'm Devontre Coleman. Give it up for your host. Devontre Coleman. Yay. The next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up for Brady Pearson. Thank you. Oh, my God. Well, hello. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Pam. So good to be here. You know, I try to think about when I knew I was such a spectacular person, how young I was. I think about, because it's July, I think about Christmas. And I, when, when you're nine years old, what was your, what was your fantasy about Christmas? You need a train set, anyone else? Nine years old? Barbie house. Socks. Very reasonable. Do you know what I wanted when I was nine years old? Revenge. Okay, so here's the story. I am nine years old. It's 1979. It's, if you know anything about 1979, we could do any fucking thing, okay? We could go out. We could go bike riding any time of day. When you go to Disney World, who's been to Disney World? Anybody? This is before there was even an effing Epcot Center there, right? And when they had, you, you could actually get on a ride that you were tall enough for. And that's it. No parents, no nothing. My parents had this brilliant idea. We were staying at this place called, does anybody know Frontierland? Okay, Frontierland. And so they're like, you two go out, you two go out. And I got stuck with my fucking brother, three years older than me. Any other youngest in the house? So you know what this is like, right? So you're stuck with your brother. He's three years older than you. And all of a sudden, he's in charge of him. And he lets you know it every second. And we went on every ride that terrified me, everything that was wrong, right? He took me to Space Mountain. I screamed into the darkness, and he just laughed. And then we went on the haunted house. Of course, I'm nine years old. I am shitting myself. I'm like, I cannot do this again. 
And then for the third time, I can't even remember what the fuck it was. It was probably something really terrifying. I said, you know what? I'll be right back. And then I just stepped back like Miss Vanjie into the bushes and just proceeded. And then after a few, five, ten minutes, I was sure he was gone. And then I went on my own adventure. I went on the teacups. Everybody do the teacups. The little faggots want to do. They want to be on teacups. And then I wanted to be a deep, deep, deep sea explorer and go up in there in the Nemo, 20,000 leagues under the sea. And I think I had some cotton candy. And then as the night drew to its midnight close, knowing that I had only to get back, I remember shivering, shaking against the card as it brought me back to um, Frontierland. I was like, okay. And the best sound ever was as I approached our camper. You had one job, Brett Andrew. You had one. Where is he? Mom, I don't. Where is he? You, you were supposed to. And like any concerned brother, I proceeded to wait. I mean, they just came for him. And I was just like, oh. And then after, after it had been almost too much, oh, my God. Oh, Mom, I'm home. Brett, what happened? You got, oh, we got lost. I'm so sorry. I'm just, that's terrible. Now, no, Brady, it's okay. Are you okay? I'm fine, Mom. I'm really fine. Now, Brady, you go to the other room. Brady, what would what, you like for Christmas? We've gotten you some delicious candy, some marzipan, and some licorice pipes. I can tell you one thing from that story. Revenge is not served cold. It is as sweet as licorice. And for one more thing, just because it's pride and I'm feeling a little dirty, I'm going to sing a little song for you. It's from the boys' camp that never was in Lake Putatinmi, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, I'm Brady. Brady Pearson, everybody. Thanks very much, Brady. All right, your next comedian is Wally Hippolito, and he's not oh, here. He's, yeah, he just texted me and said he's on his way, but we still Okay, have a he's on his way. So next on the list is Wesley Chu. Thank you, thank you. Well, look, a Mike Condo. That's new. Oh, circumcised. Fantastic. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, so who's excited about monkeypox? Anyone? Yeah? Yeah? Hi, sir. Hi. How's it going? You look like you fuck monkeys. How do you feel about monkeypox? Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know, just joking. I know that uh, you know anyone fucked a monkey would hear about it on the news, but you know, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but seriously though, capuchin or spider? Okay, fair enough. You don't have a preference. That's cool. Anyways, uh, yeah. So uh, monkeypox. It seems like it's the second uh, coming of the virus. Uh, it's not like COVID's a thing anymore, right? Yeah. No, nine. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, just one virus after the other is, our virus is just going to be a, something in vogue going forward, like fiery season. Happy fiery season, by the way. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with this day and age that viruses start having their own social media account. I really don't. Carl the fucking Fog has their own social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram, I kid you not. And that piece of shit is trying to convince people it's friendly and nice. It's not, okay? I lived in the outer Richmond for over six years and cold as fuck and uh, not nice. Not fucking nice at all. Can you just imagine these viruses just having their own social media accounts? What do you think they'd post? Like monkeypox, it'll just be pictures of developing sores on people's hands and feet. And COVID would be posting things on like the death toll every day, as well as people on ventilators. Yeah, stuff like that. Real, real pleasant stuff. And you know that people would be hitting that like button. You fucking know it. You fucking know it. And uh, yeah, just can't put, you just can't put it past people anymore these days. And first things first, you need to come up with a first name for these viruses. Why the fuck Carl? Really? Why the fuck Carl? Is this just because, I don't know, he's just a pleasant, unpleasant person that's trying to make people's lives unpleasant every day. Carl sounds like a Republican. He fucking does. I don't think we've really learned anything about surviving a pandemic. If monkeypox becomes a pandemic, you bet your ass there will be another shortage of uh, toilet paper. You know it. You fucking know it. Um... As someone that eats a lot and uh, takes giant dumps, you don't need that much TP. You really don't. Uh, I am very conservative with my squares. So any, if I can do what anyone can. And we all know that monkeypox, like COVID, does not give you. And yeah, if there's some, if, like we haven't learned anything. Uh, you know, wet markets still exist. People still eat exotic animals. We haven't learned anything. And this is the cause of all our viruses, right? So maybe we should just stop. Simple as that. But we're not. And we're all going to die. And we're just going to die and, and enjoy it. And, you know, maybe one day, you know, we'll learn our lesson. But we're not. We're just not, and basically, we, as human as human beings, we just need to stop fucking with animals. And you, sir, you just need to stop fucking animals. That's my time. Thank you very much. Wesley Chu, everybody. Wesley Chu. Thanks very much. Are you ready, Wally? Next, coming up to the stage, please give a warm welcome to Wally Hippolito. God, how? Oh shit! There's a lot of people here tonight. What's up, Muni? How y'all doing? Y'all having a good Friday so far? Hell yeah! That's what's up, man. Um, what do we want to talk about today? Oh, um, I I turned 31 this year, and uh, one of the things I thought would stop happening happening after my 30s was uh getting shot at. Yeah, that seems like a young man's game, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, like um, I I thought. I thought getting shot at was cool, and I blamed 50 Cent. 
Because, like, growing up, the story is that 50 Cent had got shot nine times, right? I don't know if you folks in the front know this, but, like, the story goes that he was shot nine times. And I thought, you know, if he can survive nine of them, like, you know, I could take one to the ass or something, right? That wouldn't be too bad. I want to get my rep up, you know? I'm 10 years old. I got to start doing shit out here. Got to start pushing fucking weight, you know what I mean? That's my shit, man. But, uh... You know, like I said, I'm a turn 31, so I'm getting a little older. Uh, I've become a better judge of character. They say don't judge a book by its cover, but uh, that shit got kind of boring. So now I judge people by the um, by the car that they drive. Yeah, so, you know, for me, for example, I own a Toyota Camry. So what does that tell you? Exactly, I'm on the verge of a drug overdose. Thank you, thank you. And... You know, for does anybody here own a, a Nissan Ultima or know people that own a Nissan Ultima? Yes, isn't isn't that person a piece of shit, sir? God, I do. N Look, and if it's a if it's a if it's a, is it a man or a woman? Man, both men. If it's it, okay, men, they I don't even want to talk about them. Those are pieces of shit on their own. But if a woman owns a Nissan Ultima, guaranteed she's gonna stab me with a cheesecake factory pin that she stole. Without a doubt in my mind. And ladies, you know, this, a little bit of advice for you. You know, if he owns a Camaro, that guy is never proposing to you. If she owns a Camaro, women don't own Camaros, dude. They're more classy than that. They're way more classy than that. But if he owns a Camaro, he's never proposing to you. All he wants to do is rev his engines for other dudes outside of, of the club at 2 a.m. That's kind of his shit, you know? Like, I don't know, I don't know cars, I'm not an enthusiast, but I do know a piece of shit when I see it, guys. I really do. Else, uh, a lot of shootings going on lately. Um, we're gonna take a dark turn here. Uh, have you guys, you know, before Uvalde, did you guys hear about the DC shooter? Yeah, uh, the one guy who knows Camaro people knows it, huh? But, uh, so the DC shooter, Spencer Raymond, he was on the fifth floor of his apartment when he, Oh, my brother. He was on the fifth floor of his apartment when he shot up a K through 12 school. Horrific. Thank God there were no casualties. Right? Thank God. Thank God he was Asian. Oh, that got dark quick. I'm a, let me explain why. Because if you're white, you guys know what it is. You guys know what fucking time it is. You guys are the Kobe Bryant of mass shootings, guys. You guys are really fucking good at it, you know what I'm saying? But, but with, uh, with Spencer, though, he did make history as the first Asian to not understand the assignment. You know, not one, not one kid, guys. You know, all those hours of Call of Duty for nothing. You know, little history lesson. Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK from 200 yards away. This guy was across the street and couldn't get anybody playing hopscotch in the sixth grade, guys. It's a sad day, you know? It's a sad day for us Asians. You know, they say Asians always try to act white, right? Well, he tried, you know? <laughs> he tried. All right, guys, I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time. Thank you so much. Wally Hippolito, everybody. Is Grace, is Grace here? No? Okay, then we have uh, one, one comic left. Lou, are you ready? Lou Romano, everybody. 
Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, folks. Give it up for Lauren and Pam Benjamin here in Neck of the Woods. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the birds and the bees, about sex and, uh, you know, how some parents, they, they don't tell their kids anything uh, about sex. My parents uh, were the complete opposite. You know, there was a lot of pressure from them at home. Uh, my dad, my mom, she'd say, you know, she'd be like, you need to listen to your father, you know, and get out there and, and have some sex with girls. And my dad said, listen to your mother. He's from Italy, so he's very macho. And, you know, he, he, <laughs> he, uh, he, he would say, listen, I'm going to show you how to do this, okay? I'm going to take you, and I'll, sh I'll show you how to talk to the girls. So he'd drop me off at school, and he'd be like, wow, the girls here is beautiful. You know this girl, Carmina? Yeah, Dad, I know. That's uh, Angela. Wow, beautiful. Introduce me to her. And I'd be like, oh, Dad, please don't introduce me. And so I would, and he'd, you know, he'd be charming, and he'd be like, Angela, that's a beautiful name. You're nice. What's your, 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 your passion? What's your interest, your hobby? And he'd be like, oh, I'd like to dance and sing, and, you know, th those are the things I do. Beautiful. You know my, my son, Lou? Yeah, he's a good kid, but he's, a, he's shy. Can you be his friend? Please, and I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm. I want to crawl in a hole, and uh, you know, he gets to the end. He's like, "I kiss your hand, and uh, I wish you thank you very much for letting your sunshine fall on us." And and uh, so later, you know, he he gets to me, and he's like, "Lou, that girl wanna fuck you," and I'm like, "Dad, Lou." Oh, dad and he's like why not why she wasn't so so nice to you and uh, <laughs> I said because she's nice to everybody you know she's just a nice person and uh, he'd, <laughs> he'd say uh, that's bullshit when a girl is this nice to a boy he goes you know one thing I said what and he goes guard 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 that's what and I, I'm clueless, so I say, what is court, Dad? And he, <laughs> he says, you are my son, or you, you belong to the milkman. And I, he said, she want to go with you and make it love. And uh, I said, no, Dad, <laughs> she, she, she's just being uh, friendly. And he said, listen, if you don't take, the girl. I'll kill you. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good night. Lou Romano, everybody, getting lessons from his dad. We have one more comedian for you. Please give it up for Mauricio. <laughs> 
All right, give me all the love in the world. I pretty much retired from open mics, but here we go. I guess I have to practice. I hear all these little bitches on a Bay Area Comedy Network. They're like, I'm going to do an hour special. I did three the other day. All right, too soon. Uh, yeah, I'm Mexican, so this is my hood. So white people aren't kind to me, and they're liberal. Me and my friends will rob you. And then uh, and I always tell the cops that my name is Ernest Evangelista. Growing out my hair. All right, too soon. Um, I'm trying to read the crowd. Uh, gentrification is really back. Fuck. I was on Team COVID because it was mainly my white friends that were dying, and we're starting to get the blocks back, but you guys are back like a motherfucker. Like the white people were like, we're a mass. You should be ashamed of yourself. And they just had three kids and got married and bought a house. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. I'm indigenous, so I can say this. I actually come from this land. You guys aren't. My tribe never got conquered. Zapotec, Mesteca, and Oaxaca. We murder everybody, and we still sacrifice their hearts in private. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Uh, I love being indigenous. Uh, I hate white liberals right now. They're a piece of shit human beings. They deserve to die. And uh, they steal our culture. They want to play hacky sack and think that they invented it. I'm from Oaxaca. We invented it. And I hate when motherfuckers are like, you guys didn't build those pyramids. It was aliens. I was like, my cousins just built your fucking house. You dumb sons of bitches. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a Hayes Valley guy, so I, I drink Icelandic water. I'm woke, so I have to slow this shit down for you guys. Is that okay? Looking at you, because he's on my side, man. Hayes Valley for life. I like anybody in a suit, man. Uh, uh, one thing I hate is the liberal Americans trying to control comedy. They're like, don't joke about rape. It's not funny. I'm from Oaxaca and Mexicali. I have to be grateful for rape every single day of my fucking life. I'm half indigenous. My dad is pure indigenous. All right, so before the Spanish came over and raped most of my people, like uh, the ones that didn't get raped, they're homeless in Mexico. They can't speak Spanish or English. They are fucked. My mom is from Mexicali, Mexico. All my cousins are white as fuck. Fuck, and they're six feet tall. Dangerous place, Mexicali. Because of their rape from their Spanish ancestors, I'm a couple inches taller. I got a nice dimple, and I can talk to you guys in English. You know what those motherfuckers have to do in Mexico? They have to hold a baby really sad on National Geographic. I suck at holding babies. All right, too soon, man. Oh, whoa, fuck, man. I thought this was Muni Radio. I thought this was like some pirate theme or something. Uh, one of my favorite jokes right now, I'll try to match on the bubbly side, I guess. Uh, witches are after me on Instagram. Uh, liberal white witches. And I'm like, like, I put a spell on you. They send me messages like that. And their faces got demonic and they tried to hack me. And they were like in black lingerie. So after I got done jacking off, I'm like, what am I scared of here? I don't know what to be scared of. I'm from Mexico. We have our witches. I just visited my witch doctor up the fucking street. We don't have magic wands. We have pistols and cocaine. I watched that movie. I'll leave it at this. I watched that movie, The Craft, to get to know my enemy. Have you guys seen this pretentious bullshit movie? White girls are like, I love that movie. The only intense scene in that movie is they lure this pretentious like white kid in a college. Like, right, the innocent one wants to sleep with him and fall in love. But the trashy neo-Nazi one from American History X 
She's like, she keeps getting in the way. He goes like this, you're just jealous. And she gets him like, jealous, jealous. And she, he feels the power and he falls out the fucking window and dies. If I was in that situation, I'm like, so we're not having a threesome. All this cocaine on the table is magically going up my fucking nose. I'm going to go magically hire that prostitute on the street corner and have my goddamn threesome. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Fuck you. Mauricio, everybody. Or yeah. event or Ernest. <laughs> Lauren, do jokes. You really should do jokes. Okay. You didn't. okay. Everybody, Lauren Kraut. Yay. Oh, thank you. Yay. Well, while I'm here, I'd like to express my sincere appreciation to the Roman Empire for inventing French toast with maple syrup. Yeah, they were the first to take their bread and dip it in some beaten egg with cinnamon and then fry that motherfucker in butter. Forget about inventing aqueducts or the Roman calendar. French toast. Why is it called French toast, I hear you ask? Because Roman toast was already taken, that's why. We don't have this now. It fell out of public favor around 72 BC. But Roman toast, oh. Roman toast was bread dipped in cat saliva with a pinch of nutmeg and then fried to perfection in a vat of jealousy and ambition. Also served with maple syrup. Shortly thereafter, the Romans invented brunch and the rude waiter. Okay, Marcus Antonius, you got 10 minutes to eat and get out. What do you want to order? Yes, that's very ancient Rome sounded just like Brooklyn, New York. Got a problem with that? I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, don't you? Like loose change under the seats on the school bus? Ooh, 47 cents. Like rainbows and clouds, or compassion from an NRA lobbyist. The other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. Wasn't even looking for it. There it was. I was looking for oblivion. Couldn't find any of that. But courage, bravado, false hopes, fake confidence, that shit is just a wash and whiskey. I also discovered mediocrity at the post office. You think you'd have to go to the DMV for that? Nope. And today, right behind the Frosted Flakes was some leftover enthusiasm. It must have been there a while because it was looking a little worn out. It was going like this. There, okay. That's a Tony the Tiger joke. You don't see those too often. Thank you. I love the way you say that. It's great. Where are my pot smokers at? Don't you love how comedians say that? You never hear us asking, where are my deadbeat dads? Where are my pedophiles at? Who voted for Trump? Yeah, I smoked some weed in my 20s. I didn't do a lot of drugs, but I, I did weed. I did coke. I did a lot of coke. I did, what was it? Oh, yeah, crack. I only did it once, don't judge. But I don't smoke pot so much anymore. Until I went to Seattle and my roommate had some. This was good weed. This was like crack. I would know. Where you inhale and you're high on the exhale. That's right, I'm not just some old lady. I'm an old lady with poor judgment. She gave me some to take home. I went out and bought a pipe, those little mesh screens you put in the pipe, and a lighter. This was back in the day. 
The sales lady asked if I was buying a pipe for medical or recreational use. I was too embarrassed to say, lady, I get high because it makes me forget I'm bad at math. I have trouble making correct change, and I work as a cashier. Oh, it's medicinal. I tell you, there's nothing worse than a 60-something hippie getting reacquainted with pot. I get high after breakfast. I get high three, four, nine times a day. I told my therapist about it because I was worried I was becoming addicted. She didn't think it was cause for concern. You're not hurting anyone. I wouldn't worry. Is it interfering with your work? No. Is it interfering with your comedy? No. You're not high now, are you? Oh, would that be a problem? I have an addictive personality. I'm OCD. It says that in the name. This person is obsessive. Watch out. I should come with a warning label. Full disclosure, I wrote this joke stoned. I edited stoned, and I'm stoned right now. So yeah, I think it's cause for concern. Sound the alarm that old hippie dyke is out buying up all the good weed. Somebody stop her before she hijacks a cable car and eats up Daily City. That's a munchies joke. You get it? Daily City is the, okay. How about a song? Yeah, I was singing this before. Maybe you know it. I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five. You're not singing seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. Um, I gotta go, but let's first pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. To reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, thank you. Follow it or not, you're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Yeah, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's the second, what's on first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much for coming out. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Keep your hands clapping for Lauren Kraut, everybody. Hooray. Thank you all for being here today. We do this every Friday at 6 o'clock. We also have Joke Workshop on Mondays at 6. And tomorrow, every Saturday at 2 o'clock at Atlas around the corner, uh, we do live comedy on the street. It's the most fun you can have on the sidewalk. Um, so thank you so much for coming. Tell your friends you had a good time. And um, thanks for being at Mutiny Radio. Yay. Clap it up for Lauren again. Yay. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? 
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, the small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International Bank, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality, a shadowy underworld syndicate auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone is with the holy grail of code breaking. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. It's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. Time for time, I just want to start laughing. Now, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag-dabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 
Looney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty. Still, Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney 